Welcome to The Forge, the podcast for barbers by two guys who know hair. My name is Carson. And my name is Kyle, and together we run Forge Hairscape, a men's grooming product line. I am so excited for everyone to hear today's episode because we have barber royalty on this podcast. We've got Bird Mena. He's a true titan of the industry. You know him as the founder of Sharp Fade, always sporting his crazy and colorful hair. Bird grew his online barbering community, Sharp Fade, to over 650,000 followers on Instagram. He travels all over the world promoting barber expos. Today, we talk with Bird about his journey with Sharp Fade and how you can grow your brand as a barber and take your career to the next level. Before we begin, please take a second to leave a five-star rating and review us on Apple Podcasts. It helps out the show a lot, and we're trying to show just how big the barber community is and prove that a barber podcast can make it all the way to the top of the charts. At Forge, we specialize in helping barbers create their own line of products. So if you're interested, you can find us on Instagram at Forge Hairscape or at our website, ForgeHairscape.com. So without further ado, here is the founder of Sharp Fade, Bird Mena. All right, we are here with Bird Mena, the founder of Sharp Fade, the one, the only. How's it going, Bird? What is up? I am here just chilling, excited to be on the podcast with you guys, and man, it's going to be a good one, so you're going to have to listen throughout the whole thing. <laughs> it's good to have you, man. We met you back in, in, in September, at the end of September, at the Las Vegas Barber Expo, saw you walking around, uh, saw your, you know, the hair color stood out, we're like, damn, that guy's hair is sick, and then uh, you just kind of came over and started chatting it up. Yeah, man, it was, I mean, my hair, my hair is always on some crazy colors, crazy, crazy colors. Speaking of the show, that show was awesome. And every time that I'm at a show, I try to say hi to everybody, shake everybody's hands. Not anymore. I'm only shaking elbows. Right. But, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like my hair is always changing right now. It's red. Um, in a week, it's going to be yellow. When did you start changing your hair colors? Like, who got you into that? Was it um, after you became a barber, or was it way before that? No, so so I have an older brother that that that's a barber, so he's the one that kind of got me into barbering. He was cutting my hair and jacking me up in the bathroom back in the day when I was, like, you know, 10, whatever. And as time went on, um, you know, he got better, and he was always cutting my hair, and I was like, man, I just want colored hair. So, like, I would say around eighth grade i started coloring my hair blue blue was the first color and it okay. was spiky hair so <laughs> did you uh always have blue hair back then or did you like change it up all the time that it bounce around from color to color no at that time i, I didn't bounce yet it was it, it, in high school i had it blue at times and then i would do like blue highlights it was always blue until you know after yeah. I got out of high school, I started just, I was like, whatever, I'm going to put red, I'm going to put green. And it wasn't common still. Like, I would go to hair shows back then, and I was probably one of the only ones with colored hair. Barber, yeah. barber shows, sorry. Barber. Right. <laughs> that's probably, uh, that's definitely true. It's, uh, you know, it's starting to catch on in the industry a lot, color is. Um, I mean, honestly, you might have had something to do with that. <laughs> but Maybe, maybe. <laughs> I um, hope so, which is good. Yeah. yeah, so my mom actually made me get frosted tips when I was in, really? I think, fifth or sixth grade. <laughs> and I was like a super short, chubby kid with glasses. Hey. And then I had really blonde hair. And my mom wanted me to get even <laughs> blonder frosted tips in my already really blonde hair. Oh, uh, man. Yeah, I had that. I had that and the, um, the mushroom haircut. I had the bowl cut. Right. I had the bowl cut with the highlights. I was, I just got made fun of so much in fifth yeah. and sixth grade. People are messing with you, man. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> hey, it's that's all about self-expression. You got to take some risk. That bowl cut's coming back too. It's been I, coming I, back over the last couple of years. Yeah, I actually want to do it next. I mean, I've I don't know if you've seen the last haircut that I had. Um, I had the uh, I would call it the key flint. I had a, a a one down the middle, and then I left the two sides. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was yeah, like, I got you. No. Yeah, it was pretty crazy. Like I would go to the airport, and people are like, "What the? Who is this guy?" <laughs> <laughs> um, that's awesome. Um, so you know, I guess on that note, like, how did you um? I guess you got into barbering because of your older brother. How did you uh, get into going from barbering to starting Sharp Fade? So, yeah, so it was my brother and my sister. So my sister was um, in high school. My, my brother is a lot older. So he's my, um, he's my half-brother. He's, like, in his 40s now. My sister, she's, like, a few years older than me. And, you know, she, she was taking hairdressing in, in, in school, in high school. And uh, honestly, I didn't get accepted to the tech school, so I couldn't take it <laughs> because I was the worst in school. So um, it, honestly, this whole thing starts with, you know, my brother and my sister kind of like inspiring me to, to be in this industry. And the industry wasn't like what it is now, but just I just wanted to do hair. You know, I, I was just like, man, this is so cool that you can just transform somebody, you know. So around like ninth grade, eighth grade, around that time, I was... I started cutting hair, like messing people up completely. <laughs> That's what I mean by that. For free, you know, in the basement, in the projects. And um, at the same time, I had like the craziest addiction with video games. Like, you know, it was about going to school and coming home and playing Call of Duty. Like I was obsessed with uh, leaderboards, right? The leaderboards on the game. So eventually like... I ended up being number one on the on Call of Duty World at War, on the top leaderboard for kills, and and this became like my obsession. I created a YouTube channel, and like you know, I had an HD PV, PVR, which is like a capture card, and started making right. content back in that time. And then I ended up getting popular <laughs> on okay. YouTube, and, and YouTube started paying me. Wow, from video games. From video games back then, you know. That like, was like, I w- yeah. I, I wish it was now because now they get real <laughs> money. <laughs> so I was getting paid like maybe, I would say like $180 to $250 a month. It wasn't a lot. As know? How old were you though? I mean, that's a lot for I like... was um probably like 12, 13. That's maybe, a, that's that's... A, I can't imagine what I would do with $200 as a 12-year-old every month. I mean. Yeah, so like <laughs> it was it was crazy to me. Like and I didn't really understand anything yet, you know. So um my MySpace was around, right? And I ended up getting popular on MySpace. Then Facebook came out and then I got popular there too, like like just by the way I dressed and I was into sneakers a lot and then also the video game thing. So I was just like, man, this is like kinda wild. Once I graduated high school, which I never got to graduate on stage, and <laughs> I was in summer school every single year. <laughs> Once I finished that, I went straight to hair school. I went for cosmetology and barbering. And I finished that like a year later. And then still no sharp fade, still no brand. 
Um, I was nervous to take my license test because here in America, you got to have a license. I was super nervous. So I just went and worked at a cell phone kiosk in the mall. And I was cutting. I tried cutting illegally um, probably <laughs> like two times. But then I just like, man, I don't want this. Like, this is like whack. You know, mm-hmm. one time was in this like in the middle of nowhere in downtown Waterbury, Connecticut, behind a store that sold clothes, there was like a little hidden barbershop. <laughs> it was just like, <laughs> I was there for like maybe four days and I was like, you know what, this ain't for me. I went back to my basement and then I stayed in the basement and then working at that cell phone kiosk and still no sharp fade. So when you had these kids in your basement trying to cut their hair, were you like playing around with it, like giving them new types of cuts or you're like keeping to a simple like fade or like uh just a buzz cut or something like that oh man bro <laughs> there's this <laughs> one kid yo i wish this dude like i mean i don't know where none of these dudes are right now but big shout out to them for letting me mess their hair up so bad <laughs> there's this one kid named beaster well that's what his nickname was and i was like bro like i got these new um clippers and new trimmers I know how to do designs. Let me just, and at the time, like, you know, where I grew up, designs, getting designs all over your head and stars were like a thing at that age, right? So I did a design all over his head, but it didn't look nothing like the real barber. It looked like a bunch of like, looked like messed up completely. So you were definitely getting crazy with it. So I would try to get creative, but it was a lot of, um, learning right and like as you were like starting to get into the whole social media part like as as as, when you're doing video games and just starting off cutting hair like like were you popular like in school too or was it like one of those things where you you know you know you're just a a normal kid and then all of a sudden online you're super popular no i was i was actually i had the the opportunity to be the popular kid in school okay um cool it, it wasn't like i speak english i speak spanish and I try to get along with everybody, you know. I was friends with with the kids that were playing um, all day, you know, the kids that are playing Minecraft, as an example. I mean, that didn't right. exist back then, but I was friends with every type of person, right. Spanish, every race, you know. And online, I it wasn't like I wanted to be the popular guy. It's just that it happened that way, you know. I ended up... Ho- so a lot of the... Like now in my career... I host a lot of barber events. You know, I'm the guy on the mic or hair shows and fashion shows. And I think my time in high school, because I was the host of the pep rallies and the fashion shows, never knowing that eventually that would be my job in the future, you know? So, yeah, I got to learn. I'd be like, hey, where are the freshmen's at? And they'd be like, boo. <laughs> <laughs> so do you think that experience with the... Call of Duty gaming streaming, the game streaming channels on YouTube. Do you think that that really helped take you from being a normal barber and like grow this online presence and community for barbering and people that are involved with that type of stuff? So, so yeah, so I, uh, I, I was working in the cell phone kiosk and then I got a job at a barbershop in Beacon Falls, Connecticut, literally like the smallest like town ever you know it's like people with horses and cows and like (laughs) 
you know, um, very, very small, like 3,000 people. So I got the job there. Um, I ended up getting my barber license and my cosmetology license, and I just started working there. And eventually, I don't know, like one day I was just like looking back at everything that I've done, like, you know, at this time I was a little bit older now, not too older, but like 21 or something. <laughs> a little bit older from from when I was doing the YouTube stuff, you know, because at the time when I was doing the YouTube stuff, I was literally like a kid and didn't look at it as a business. I just looked right. at it as like, oh, I'm having fun and just putting out content, me playing games and talking junk. So I started looking back at all the stuff and I was like, man, like I would make MySpace and I would I would always like I would I was hiring a graphic designer back in MySpace days to make me wow. a sick, sick background and to make everything. And like, and these are little things that now I look at like, damn, like I was already like in the right path, you know? Right. Yeah. So, um, 2015 in February, in the middle of a, of a dark night, <laughs> in the middle of the night, I just like got up and started writing all these ideas down. And I was just like, all right, um, I have to do this, I have to do that, and I have to do this. And I just started writing. Like, it just came out of nowhere, you know? And the stuff that I was writing, a lot of the inspiration came from ESPN, you know? Like, ESPN has, like, the top 10 dunks of the week, you know, top plays of the month, whatever, things like that, which made, like, watching and watching sports even cooler, you know? So I was like, why don't we have nothing like that for barbers, you know, where we put, like, the top 10 barbers of the month, or the top 10 haircuts of the week. And at the same time, the other side, I was inspired by Jay Majors because I was going to his shows when I wasn't even allowed to go to him, you know, 10 World years Bank. ago, like 11 years ago, whenever, I don't know how many years ago now, but about 10 years ago, I was going to his show. I wasn't old enough to get in. And I was already like getting inspired by the fact that, yo, we could go to a barber battle and barbers could compete. But in 2015, I was like, why don't we just bring it to Instagram and they can compete on Instagram, you know? Mm -hmm. And then I was probably, I, I always say I was the first one to do the online barber battles, you know? I haven't seen anyone that, that has done it before me. And, and, and it blew up, you know? Like, it started to get very, 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 very popular, you know? And in 2015, I created Sharp Fade with no intent of first making money like I, it was just like I was just like all right let me just do this you know and but the other thing is I didn't want nobody to know so right. I kept it a secret and that secret stayed that way for two and a half years without not one person knowing who Sharp Fade was or what it was people thought it was a company we were gonna yeah, so ask we, you about uh, that I actually read an article yeah because it said uh the article said that you kept it anonymous for so long and we were just kind of like wondering why, like what, like what was the reason behind not wanting to be the face of Sharp Fade? Well, I mean, I, so like I said, I grew grew up in Waterbury, Connecticut, and I would say it's uh, you know a lot of low income um, projects, you know, um, a lot of trouble, you know, um, a lot of my friends, and even me, I was. I wasn't the worst guy, but it was just like we were mixed up in the, in the wrong in troubled right. neighborhood, troubled neighborhoods. So for me, I was like, man, if, it was just like a thing of like, 
I got to just change, you know, for myself to better myself and my future, you know. Um, right. And if I tell people, like, this is me that's doing this, I know that they're going to knock it down quick, like, with negativity. So, right. I did tell a few people, not, I would say maybe like three people. And those people that I told at that time, I looked up to them, like, a lot because they had businesses and they had this and that. And they did exactly what I thought and said, you know, oh, that shit's not going to go nowhere. And right. it was stuff like that. And I was just like, well, if I tell everybody, I know nobody's going to support it. So right. I'm not even going to tell nobody. I didn't even tell my older brother. He didn't find <laughs> out for, for the whole two and a half years, you know. That's wow. Crazy. That's, you know, it's super interesting, especially in today's day and age where everyone likes to kind of like posture on Instagram and act like they're living some incredible life. And you kind of. You know, you did the offset. You, like, let the work speak for itself rather than be like, I'm doing this, I'm doing that, and trying to fake it till you make it. You were just like, I don't want my name attached. I just want my work to speak for itself. And if it's good enough, it'll rise to the top. And it did. For sure. And and to be honest, it was it was always about, like, the community. You know, like, right. I wanted to build this this community of, like, people from all around the world, everywhere around the world. Like, how can I get all these people to be involved with this new espn of barbering and right and i was only thinking barbering then but now i've done things in hairdressing and in fashion and i'm just like wow you know <laughs> but it was never about me and and i still and it's still not about me it's about how i can help people now that i have the connections i can help people even faster you know right. and the fact that i've done a lot i can i can do what i wanted to do since the beginning and give back but it took a lot of work. People would like, like I would ask people for advice and they wouldn't even say like, oh, sorry. You know, like they wouldn't try to like give the, give the, drop the gems at that time. You know, and you're just like, damn, all right. <laughs> so, so on that same line, um, we were going to ask you like, what, what piece of advice would you give to people in the industry who are trying to build their own brand? Like who they're trying to get a name for themselves out there. What would you tell them? And and not even necessarily just like trying to make, you know make another sharp day, but just like barbers yeah. that are trying to get to the next level. No, for sure. I mean, I think everybody is a brand, no matter what. Right. You know. So like you as a person, you are a brand, and you should treat yourself as a, as a brand. Um, and you know, if they do want to create a brand, as if it's a product line. If it's something like Sharp Fade, if it's a barber shop, if it's a store, if it's if it's someone that's not even a barber, you know, like whatever it is, um, I I say that always think about what what is it that you're gonna do that's different, you know, what is it that that your brand is gonna do that's different? How is it gonna help the community or the niche that you're in? And what is the purpose? You know, what is the story behind this brand? Don't just make a brand. To say you have a brand, and that's a that's a big issue in our industry. Um, one, because people want to be able to brag and say, "Hey, I have a brand." And the other issue is that a lot of people just want to be sponsored with with whatever brand just to say they're sponsored. So I feel like the most important thing is to take your time, be patient, be consistent. Nobody got to know what you're doing behind the scenes. Right. Um, you know, I do so many things behind the scenes and people don't ever know that I was involved, you know, and that's how I've been able to succeed in, in my career. You know, two and a half years, I could have been bragging like, 
oh, I just got 100,000 followers. Oh, um, which is whatever nowadays, you know. But I could have been bragging like, you know, we have 100,000 followers on this page, Sharp Fade, and I created it. And, you know, um, now I'm making money and so on and so forth. But instead, I just kept it a secret and I wanted people to, to just, you know, enjoy what we were doing. Yeah. And Not it, we, like, because it was just me. But I always say we because I feel like it's, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and like you said, you, you did it for the community. So if you had done that, it might have taken away from the community and like right. spotlighted yourself rather than, you know, highlighting the community yep. as a whole, which right. is what you were going for, obviously. Yeah, for sure. I, I, I literally just made my, my personal account like two years ago. Mm-hmm. So, um, and that was because I started to you know, kind of people started to know who I was like, Oh, that's bird. The owner of shark fate. Oh, that's bird. And I was like, all right, well, you know, now I can have the bird mana, you know, brand and start yeah. working on that. So it's like, uh, also with the, um, same like line of thought, um, building your own brand. So you offer brand building services, right? So, yeah, I, I've, I was, I would say that I would I have done that, um, kind of more like a freelance thing. And I also did start a company like two years ago, which right now is all put on pause, but I had like a, a digital, I would say like a digital agent, a digital marketing agency okay. with my uh, partner, Matt. And I, I put all of that on pause because man, I started traveling, although right. I was making like, all right, here's the thing. I was making good money. Money is not everything. So anybody right. that's listened to this, it's not about the money. It's about happiness because, and I'm not here to try to hit you with some crazy inspirational quotes and shit, but <laughs> I'm just saying real stuff. Like I, I had, I was making so much money um, with this digital uh, marketing agency and, and it was just like very difficult because at the same time I was traveling the world, educating, trying to build a brand and trying to continue to build a brand then trying to create content, uh, you know, having all this stuff by myself um, is a lot, you know. So I put everything on pause on that end. And then I started um, doing the, like, more of, like, helping brands be, like, consulting for brands, right? right. Consulting for events. And it was always, like, more of, like, a freelance thing, maybe always behind the scenes so, like, no one ever knew that I was involved, there was never a contract or anything. Right. This year, I I finally chose uh, a company which I've always wanted to work with, which is Wa the Clipper Company, and I became their creative consultant, and it was finally like publicized and. You know, right. And that was the first and only Clipper Company I've ever worked with. So. Gotcha. You know, waited all the years to to to. To choose the right one, which is yeah, some, right. some good advice for anybody that's listening. Yeah, better to be patient and, you know, get somebody you have wanted to work with and, like, take the first thing that comes by and be right. stuck with it, something you're not happy with. What exactly. about, like, practical tips for, you know, just, like, specifically, like, you know, I, I, you know, you're a big social media guy. You know how important social media is to the industry is kind of like, you know, your portfolio. Um, yeah. But what would you say to like barbers that are like, you know, they're just getting started. They're wanting to, to, to fill the seats, um, you know, other than just like, you know, be patient. Is there anything practical they can do on social media or just in, in you know, in their community to start building, uh, you no, know, I getting mean, booked I, up? For sure. For sure. I, I, I think for 
if you're a student, so I talked to a lot of students since my business partner um, owns a Tony and Guy Academy. And, you know, when I go over there, I get to talk to the students. And even when I'm traveling, I talk to students. But I, I feel like, you know, they have to have an open mind, you know, have that open mind and be willing to continue to learn. You're always going to be able to learn. You never stop learning. But when you're in the, the position of being first, being that age, that young, you think, like, I finished school and that's it, you know. And the only reason I say that is because that was me. You know, I, was, I finished hair school and I was like, ah, fuck it, I'm done. <laughs> so, so it's just like, you know, like, I try to talk to the students and tell them, like, look, man, this is just the beginning of something that can take you anywhere in life anywhere 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 like you know you can have a big brand you can be, be just a barber and and have a consistent uh income coming in you can have a barber shop you can have a salon you can have an, a barber academy you know it, it can go anywhere you can be cutting actors etc cetera, etc cetera. but it, it all it, it's all about having that open mind be uh being able to to invest you know going it's going to events you know obviously right not right now because of the covid but right. going to the events networking with people trying to learn as much as you can if someone has a virtual class attend that virtual class and and remember that it's not just about barbering but about everything so this and this goes to not just students but to anybody don't matter if you've been cutting for 40 years you shouldn't just learn about the barber techniques, but you should learn about how to market yourself better, how to create a brand correctly, you know, and, and how to network better. All these little tips and tricks will help you so that when you're trying to, to grow to the next level, you kind of understand a little bit of everything. On About brand, and, and you're talking about how important being a brand is for a barber and how everybody's a brand, you know, what we do at Forage, we offer private labeling so that so that barbers can have their own brand of products so they can, you know, push their brand, sell their stuff instead of, you know, just ne necessarily somebody else's. What, what do you think that's something that's important for, for barbers to be doing is in, in, in building their own brand or what other ways can they build their brand? So for me, a lot of the stuff, like a lot of the advice that I give comes from like personal experience. So, I mean, I built a whole group of people around me. So, you know, when right. I started Sharp Fade, I started with one animator and one graphic designer. And I've been able to, now it's been five years, and I have three graphic designers, two animators, and two videographers. So, like, I feel like building, like, you know, building around you with people that are key to a brand is a huge key, you know, so right. like having a graphic designer, having uh, a photographer, having a videographer, having an animator, and then having a strategy. Uh, and, and, and it all goes back to the patience. It's not, it's not for everybody right. to, to, to go and create their own product line, you know? And when the time comes, you want to do it right. You know, like if they go to you and they want to make the product with you, they have to have those graphics done or if you guys supply the graphics make sure that it is something that represents their brand completely don't just do it just to be like oh we have birds product here you know yeah right 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 yeah yeah we do the we do yeah. graphics on our end we've also had 
a lot of barbers that, that are ready and they get their own graphics graphics done too so it's uh and that's really the part of the process that takes the longest when we're uh you know starting to work with somebody for the first time yeah it's getting something that they're completely 100 percent okay with before we're gonna like because we're not gonna put it on something unless they give the 100 percent go on it you know before. right we we feel like it's you know it's important to you gotta be if you're gonna have your own product you know it's one thing if you have a product from another company and you end up not liking it or your customers don't like it and you can always just discontinue it but when you're putting your name on it there's got to be a higher standard to that so that's one of the things that we work with barbers the most to make sure that, you know, that packaging is good, to make sure they like the designs and, and it's something they can be proud of and, and really, you know, promote their brand because their name's on it, you know? Yeah, for sure. And that's good that we have companies like like you guys to, to be able to, to help barbers build a, a small brand or a bigger brand on, them, on themselves, you know, like for them to be able to make more money just from their own brand, you know, that's that's sick <laughs> you know yeah. why not do it you know you, you we we need we need companies like like you like you guys and and like you were saying you know barbering is not just about being good at cutting hair anymore it's it you are you men come to the barbershop for an experience they come you know for for that masculinity to talk to their barber and make them feel cool they're gonna look good too but it's more than just being good at cutting no it, and it is kinda, it's a whole it, it's a lifestyle man this is yeah this is, <laughs> We, we as barbers are the center of everything and I'm not saying this because I'm a barber and I or I was cutting hair as a barber but like the music that people listen to at the barbershop it, it inspires people to listen to that artist you know the right. clothes that the barber wears can inspire the kids that are coming to get haircuts the haircuts that the barber gives are probably ones that are going you know celebrities are going for you know like so we inspire everybody we have everybody sitting in our chairs we got lawyers doctors nurses we've got cameramen we have videographers we got photographers everything graphic designers drug dealers everything <laughs> so, no <Nah. laughs> nah, i'm kidding oh. on that i mean well of course we, we do but um <laughs> but you know in speaking like for real we, we we are literally the center of everything. We have all right. different types of people sitting in our chairs. And if we are smart, we should have a, a brand, you know. And But it's something that comes with patience. So, like, what you guys are doing is super important because if this barber that is listening to the podcast right now is ready for this brand to start they can contact you guys and you know take their time even if it takes three four months to get that logo right to get the packaging correct the, the colors the smell all that at least he was patient so that it came the way it came out the right way that you know that they needed it and that's the problem that we have in our industry right now is that people are not patient because they want everything the next day and I don't think it's just in our industry, but just in general in the world, you know, like everybody wants to be famous on TikTok or famous over there or be making <laughs> money there. And so, yeah. Yeah, I agree. Cheers. Yeah, it's uh, all about immediate satisfaction now. <laughs> mm hmm. You know, you actually remind me of, uh, you know, Gary Vee? Yeah, Gary Vee is a legend. <laughs> you. You remind me of him so much, man, because like, I mean, even from like your, your, your beginnings where, you know, I mean, I don't know how much you know about him, but like, you know, he was, he wasn't good at school. 
um school was never his thing but he was super sharp he had a uh um kind of a a, a knack for social media just like you do he's all about patience like you know not bragging about anything and just like kind of putting the work on and letting it speak for yourself and i just thought just talking to you kind of reminds me no that means um, a lot man he's he's a legend yeah, <laughs> that guy <man. laughs> is uh that guy is something i watch i watch all his stuff and listen to everything that he he says not all the time you know i can't sit and watch I, I try not to watch other people's content obviously his content is amazing and i want to learn from people like him but i know a lot of people that focus too much on other people's content and they never make the action you know i have yeah, friends that true. read a lot of books and listen to a lot of podcasts and they's like yo this and that and then mm-hmm. they're still in the same place and i'm just like Bro, you got to take that action, you know? Like, I listen to it real quick, and I'm going to make action. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's one of the things he says, actually, is, like, I want you to quit listening to my stuff to where you don't need this anymore. To yeah, where, yeah, yeah. you know, you've stopped. You don't need to consume I the information. I never heard that. I never heard yeah, him say he that. Yeah, he actually says dope. that. He says, uh, you know, I, don't, I want you guys to quit listening to take action to where you don't even need to hear my stuff anymore. That's facts. That's, that's because he 100%. actually talks about that same thing. He said a lot of people get into information overload where they feel like they're doing something just by listening and they're really just sitting there yeah. not doing anything at all. I, I've, I've seen it like, you know, I've seen it so many times. Like, my, like, I wouldn't say friends, but people that I hang out with sometimes or like I'm around and I'm like, and they're like reading and doing all this stuff and it like motivates me a little bit to go out and read but then i'm doing like action (laughs) (laughs) of course i would take time to read i have i have gary v's book the um crush it i think it's called yeah and uh, i have you know i'm not a big reader but i have a few books i have another one that's called uh the subtle art of not giving a a fuck oh yeah i've actually uh i listened to part of that uh to that like audiobook it was, it was really interesting yeah so like for me i try i learn the most from videos on instagram quick ones um youtube like like everything that i've done as far as like tools and photography and creating content and videography and using you know programs it's all like a lot of it's from youtube you know like yeah, just search it up. Like anybody, you can learn so much stuff for free on YouTube or on Google. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, one thing we like to do every single show is, as we usually, you know, when we're interviewing barbers, we ask them what their craziest client experience is. Now, uh, you you know, you're all over the board, social media, promoting all over the world <laughs> at, at trade shows. What's one of the craziest or several stories that like sticks out to you? Like I can't believe that happened. Whether it's a client or whether it's a, at a show or what. Man, I have like so many crazy <laughs> stories, bro. Honestly, this podcast could go on to tomorrow and we still won't. <laughs> I mean, listen, um it's been it's been all right, I'll I'll give you I'll give you a, a haircut experience. So, um okay. when and then I'll give you a show one. So, so you could get both. So, as far as haircut, um towards like Maybe I would say the last year or two of me cutting hair. I don't cut hair anymore, right? So right. Um, probably like on the last year of me cutting hair, I had a client. He sat down. Everything was looking good. <laughs> I was like halfway done with the fade. Um, 
it wasn't like a bald fade. It was like a maybe like a three or something on the side, like you know, nice gradual haircut, gentleman's cut. And the guard came off while I was like up here and Shit. like around the crown area, and I literally gave him a straight zero, which is bald, oh my on God. the top of his head. And he left with a haircut, which is um, originally from Texas, if I'm correct. Um, it's called the Southside Fade. I think it started in Texas. But it's basically all bald, like up to here, up to like the middle of your head. And then it's like, <laughs> it like fades here. This is where it fades. It's like here. And then he has a, that's how the guy left. And oh. My heart dropped. After that, I was like, man, because I wasn't holding the guard. I didn't know that the guard was loose. So he left with a ball spot and <laughs> he did come back to me. Really? <laughs> so, yeah, he did come back. So big shout out to that client for coming back. And was that the first time you had cut his hair? No, no, no. I, I was cutting his hair a few times already. Okay. So you already had that relationship, but that's hilarious. Yeah, that, that was bad, man. That was bad. And uh, another thing that pops into my head is... Um, Man, I, I was in, I was in, like, all right, like I said, I'm from Waterbury, Connecticut. That's, like, in the middle of nowhere. I'm pretty sure you guys don't even know where that's at. So, like, I went to Russia, right? And I was just like, yo, I'm in Russia right now? Like, this is crazy. So, um, we went to a barber show in Russia, and um, I crowd surfed over there. <laughs> and I thought that was pretty cool, you know? Like, I mean... Who gets to crowd surf? Like, and it wasn't like my idea, because you know, like, although I am like the wild man and the host and all that, it wasn't my idea. Like, the the, I think someone else did it, and then they were like, "Shar fade, Shar fade," and then I was just like, "All right, well," and I didn't even jump. Like, they launched me into the crowd. I thought that was a pretty wow. crazy experience. What is it like to crowd surf? I, I've always wondered what that's like. What is that experience like? Man, I don't know. It, it was just like, it was kind of scary. There's just a bunch <laughs> of hands everywhere. You're just like, <laughs> I actually got to crowd surf again <laughs> in Mexico, but it was like funnier because they, in Mexico, they made like a, like a thing like this, like tons of people. And then they just kept throwing me up and down <laughs> like, through a thing. Like, I wish, like, I wish I could like describe it, but it was like a big snake, and then like I jumped, and then I kept going through the little snake. It was some craziness. Is there man. a video? I'm pretty sure I could find a video. I'm pretty <laughs> sure I could find a video and send it to you guys. That'd be awesome. Um, but yeah, man, I just, I as far as like crazy moments, there's so many of them. Um, I've been, man, I'm happy and grateful that I've had the opportunity to travel to more than 25 countries in the past you know, years and have seen so much and learned so much. So That's awesome, man. Crazy stories are everywhere. <laughs> All right. Um, another segment we want to do is we want to do a style review every week. So we sent you a photo. And for all the listeners out there, you can find this on our Instagram. And we want to get your opinion on this guy's style, his outfit, everything he's got going on. I've never done. I've never done something like this. It's funny as hell. We haven't either. Uh, we're like, oh, let's give it a <laughs> this shot. Is cool, see how it this goes. is cool. <laughs> we might put it. This is a dope idea. 
If you guys are listening, this guy's Instagram handle is at Street and Gentle on Instagram. He seems to be from Germany. Oh, this fit is dope. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I like this fit. So he's wearing a like a, it almost looks like he's wearing like a he's wearing sweatpants and a hoodie, but he's got like a long blazer, a checkered blazer on, kind of give it a more um, formal look. Yeah, just go into what you what you think about it. What's he doing good? What's he doing bad? No, I like this. I like this fit. It it, it kind of like clashes with one another with two different worlds you know he's kind of like street streetwear but still a little with that with that jacket over it kind of put it a little casual you know that's like a that's a vibe right there i could yeah. definitely see myself wearing that i like that one yeah that's like, i like that look that looks i probably good. i don't think i'd wear it but i i like it on somebody <laughs> else <laughs> <laughs> Nah, I, I would wear i would wear that one. i would wear both i mean if you guys see my instagram i'm always wearing different things so like you know, I I would wear whatever. I'll I'll go with a a suit on, or I'd wear something like that. I've never tried that though, so I'm gonna have to try it. Yeah, let's do it. Hey, let me try it. <laughs> inspire, uh, yeah. inspire man of style a little bit. Yeah, I'm gonna have to try that <laughs> for sure. Any haircuts or trends you think are gonna be popping up more lately, or that you started to see that you think are gonna really spring back into into play? Yeah. So as far as trends, uh, the past year or so has been a lot like a lot more colorful in men's so the color is definitely a thing that will continue to spread a lot of the stuff start in the u.s or the uk and as far as now it's still spreading into like south america and all the different countries so before covid happened i was traveling and the stuff that i was already doing maybe eight months ago was just like amazing to them still you know like the writing on the head like when i had the word bizarre written on my head all the colors they were like oh my god although it's probably stuff that has been done long long ago (laughs) you know like like um dennis rodman was doing stuff like this yeah um but just now just a little bit more updated uh that that's definitely something that will continue and I think that long hair will still continue to be uh, more in the in the trends right now, as far as the trend trendy stuff. It's either super short with colors or long hair um, for for barbering and men's hairdressing, for sure. The mullet, the mullet is definitely back. Yeah, that thing that made yeah. me come back. <laughs> you know, we actually made a joke about it uh, at uh, at the Vegas Barber Expo. Um, and I was like, I think Kyle makes a joke um, about the mullet coming back. We did a we did a photo shoot with a guy, and he had just done like he got a. I just told him to show, you know, hey, get a fresh cut or whatever. And he got he comes with like a like a mullet. And I was thinking like just for our purposes, like we want something kind of like you know it's cool, it's safe, like a nice tight fade, hair going up. He comes with like a mullet, but with like the sides fade. It's like an undercut and a mullet. And I was oh. like, oh my God, I, we're not going to be able to use this. <laughs> and then I went to the Chicago, I think I saw you in Chicago too. Yeah. Um, yeah. The Chicago uh, Expo, um, the MLB Barber Show in Chicago. And uh, when I was there, I saw three or four people with mullets. And so I was like, you know what? Maybe this worked out. The mullet really is coming back, man. Yeah, the mullet is definitely coming back for sure. For sure, for sure. <laughs> Are you a fan? You think you'll ever rock one yourself? I'd rock anything, to be honest. I'm. I don't really like. That's. I love to experiment on my ha- on my hair, man. It's just like, 
anything as much as I, I can do. As you change it up looks. so much that I don't know if you got the patience to grow it all the way out like that. <laughs> um, I've I, I had uh when I well, I had it pretty long. Like I had that um, I had the man bun when it was in a few years okay, back. Okay, sweet. So, <laughs> so I mean a little bit, not not too much. I I haven't really got super super long. All right, man. I think that's uh that's about all we got for you, man. I appreciate you coming on the show. It was great to talk to you. Great to have you, man. Thank you so much for having me, man. I really appreciate it. This is the second podcast I've ever done. I'm, I'm, I'm just happy to be able to talk to you guys. And anyone that was listening, big shout out to you. If you did hear the whole thing, send me a DM. Might have a little surprise for you. Sweet, Ooh. sweet. Um, we'll see what it is. Anything else you want to plug? Anything you get going on right now? Um, not just uh, just a bunch of surprises coming soon but just, just just stay tuned at my on my page bird mana sharp fade and um make sure you guys go get your brand start your brand and hit up the guys because they, they got it they got it for you <laughs> all right appreciate it bird. Awesome. thank you man all right, guys, that was Bird Mena. I hope you enjoyed the episode and learned something of value from it. I know we certainly did. Bird's an awesome guy. You can find him on Instagram at Sharpfade or at his personal account at Bird Mena. You can find us at Forge Hairscape or at our website, ForgeHairscape.com. And until next time, this has been The Forge.